past three, so I don't want to uh, cut into um, Steve's time too much, but a very, very big thank you from us to Steve for his time, for agreeing to come on. Uh, Steve, thanks so much. Like, a, you know, we've had a lot of conversations over the years. Um, we've worked quite closely on, on a number of different projects. And I've always enjoyed the talks and, and the discussions that we've had. And I've no doubt that this is going to be a great one. Steve is, is an international presenter. He presents all over the world and consults with a number of businesses, besides the fact that he also uh, is the founder of ETA, Exercise Teachers Academy. And, um, and he's going to chat to us a little bit around mental toughness. I'm going to leave him to talk about the specific theme of today and to take us into his presentation. But I think without further ado, Steve, I'm going to hand over to you and if you can kick us off and, and take us away. Thank you, Dion. And as the first slide says, this episode of Black Mirrors for all of us. We all have a problem. Income dried up. Social activity dried up. You know my partner, Linda Dion, she insists on a body length between us or, you know, to ensure that I don't get infected with anything. So it's, it's, it sucks. No exercise, no beach, no sport. It sucks. Mike Tyson says it best. Former heavyweight champion of the world. on the nose according to Mike Tyson and we've been punched on the nose well Darwin's advice is and it's in his book I hope you've read it if not you know those of you that don't read you have no advantage over those that can't you know in his book Origin of Species his advice is the strongest will survive but the most adaptable adaptive will thrive now we've got to adapt and I'm certainly trying hard to adapt using webinars. I'm used to standing in front of audiences, but where are you? Can't see you. Anyway, that's my problem. And the trick now, don't wait time to adapt, adapt faster, adapt sooner. And my suggestion is let's try and adapt with by being mentally tougher with mental toughness. And that's the subject for today. If you look at this curve, I'm saying you shouldn't flatten the curve as they're saying for COVID. You must grow the curve and don't wait for the symptoms to occur. Now symptoms, let's take heart disease. Symptom of heart disease is high blood pressure, over fat, um, high cholesterol, but that's wrong. It's not a symptom. And by the time you're that symptomatic, you are in trouble. If you react to the signs, you'll relaunch your curve, your performance curve, and you will grow the curve. The, and the signs of heart disease is when you didn't exercise, you did ate badly, you had an attitude like a buffalo that's been thrown out of its herd. Those are the signs, you must react to the signs. But how on earth do you react to COVID-19? Because there weren't signs as it were for us. So COVID-19 is what they call a black swan. Very good book, Nazim Taleb's book on highly improbable events, black swans. And what do you do? Well, the rain 
fall in, in Cape Town that dried up is a black swan. So you get a Jojo. When ESCOM cuts your power, you get a UPS. But when you get a virus, well, you can do things. You can stockpile. You can get an alternative income source. What else can you do? And that's your challenge today. So I suggest we must look at surviving. And that's what you're doing. You must be, because you're at the end of this webinar. And thriving through the seven components of mental toughness. And what does it mean to be mentally tough? Not just tough, according to Mike Tyson, mentally tough. The book I'm referring to in Red and Blue Oceans is Chan Kim's Blue Ocean Strategies. And again, I suggest you read this one. And to help you move out of what he calls red oceans, highly competitive, highly contested environments where you've got sharks and, and, and so many boats around you, to blue oceans where you're untouchable, where you're on your own. It's a metaphor, of course. My question to you is, can you move to the blue and how? Can you go from surviving to thriving? Check out our tough yard by comparing these seven components of mental toughness we're going to talk about today. Seven of them. And the first one, I'll just give you some imagery and you might recognize him. If you don't, you've been sleeping. Uh, that's concentration, the first one. The second one will be composure. Probably remember her. Highly composed, highly successful lady, Charlene's. Third, you probably don't know him, but I suggest he's probably the most famous South African at the moment. And here we've got controlled aggression. Trevor Noah, if you're a TV watcher, another wonderful South African, confidence. It wasn't hard to find these images, you know. We have such great South Africans. Elon Musk on calculated risks, our image. And Casta Semenya. What a wonderful athlete. Challenged, but wonderful, confident. And finally, Ramfella Rampella. She is our commitment example. And if you don't recall her, she was Chancellor of UCT, but more importantly for you oldies, she was the former girlfriend of Steve Biko. So let's start with concentration. Nelson Mandela is our image. The first component is thriving, passion, surviving, success. And I've used Greta Thunberg. And my question to you is, what are you driven by? Are you driven by the need for success? Or are you driven by passion? Because Greta Thunberg, clearly driven by passion. At 16, she's going around the world, not right now though, missing school, for a sustainable world agenda. That's passion. And my point is if you're driven by passion, the chances of thriving so much better than simply wanting success. Second component in concentration is old versus new differentiators. All of you, all of you have got differentiators. That's what makes you survive. Something unique about you, but you've got to find new ones. It's absolutely crucial that you create new differentiators to make you thrive. And I recall a few years ago, I was cycling in France, not the Tour de France, I'm not that type of cyclist. I, you know, trudgy cycling. I was cycling in France and there's so many cows. 
almost like sheep in New Zealand. There's so many cows. But after a while, you don't even see them. And Seth Godin claims, you've got to be a purple cow. You've got to stand out. And I want to help you with one offering to help you become a purple cow. And I'm not sure that sounds good, but you know what I mean. A, a uniqueness that makes you look different. And that's the National Performance Register. Brad Searle, who's on this webinar, if you contact him, will train you, teach you, certify you to use the National Performance Register, which means you can test your clients, put them on the cloud, and your client will know, oh my word, for ladies between 25 and 30, I am the strongest upper body person in Virgin Active Claremont, or in the country, or in the world. Now there's no cost to that. We will, and the Poppy Act stops us giving you names of people you're better than or worse than. We simply let you know you're number three, you're number four in this domain. Just to give you one of Brad's videos. <coughs> It doesn't have to be the tests that we prescribe. You can negotiate what tests you want, but it's better to do generic tests as you get a decent comparison. Right now, I'm aware that he's talking to Dion and Pete because you can't contact your clients to help you offer your client a self-test. So the client checks how many press-ups they can do in a minute. And we will let them know how they do against the other people, against the NPR. Now, it's not scientifically verifiable, so we can't put it on the NPR, but it'll be in its own category. But the information will compare. But Brad can explain it at a later date. So let's move on with concentration. The next point is good preparation versus out-prepare. You know, in 1984, Daley Thompson won the decathlon. The journalists decided that the winner of the decathlon at the, at the Olympics is going to be titled the world's greatest athlete. They approached Daly and said, now, why would you be called the world's greatest athlete? And he sort of was bemused and he said, well, maybe because I'm the world's best prepared athlete. The response was, pray tell. What does that mean? So i tell you what, he looked at one of the journalists and said, if you train, if I'm competing against you and you train twice a day, I'll train four times a day. If I'm competing against you and he looked at another journalist and you're training three times a week, I'll train six. And the final one, he says, and if I'm competing against you and you're training in the rain, I'll train in the snow. 
I know whenever I went to a competition, I was the best prepared athlete at that competition. Maybe that's why they call me the world's greatest athlete. You see, Theon and others, nobody can out-prepare you. Nobody. You can hide behind your gammy leg, your disadvantaged background. Nobody can out-prepare you. You must even prepare for a black swan, that rare event. And I know next time what I will have is a cellar full of wine. Definitely. Because I can't have the government telling me when I can or can't drink wine. And more things, I suppose. Let's move on to composure. Charlize Theron. The first point under composure is, are you affected by the change, by the COVID-19 or not affected? And clearly we're all affected, but how are you affected? That particular cricket team, that team, is affected by pressure. You put a trophy in front of them and sadly they seem to choke. And when I do workshops with the coaches and they claim they don't, I have to refer them to this photograph. The basics of cricket is one on each side of the pitch. So how can you not be affected by COVID-19? Well, that's the question you must answer. People are still training. I'm still training. Help them. Second component under composure is medical health versus holistic wellness. Medical health, surviving. BP is good. Blood pressure score, blood pressure, blood pressure is BP. Your blood scores are good. But have you got holistic wellness? And that's where you come in. As virgin active people, you provide holistic wellness. That's where people want to be. They want to thrive. In the book Trick or Treatment, you can read more about it for those that will read. Third component is you're not distracted by bad science. Distracted? or not distracted. And this wonderful book by Ben Goldacre, who's an NHS doctor, looks at all the bad science that we get distracted by. We, 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 it's an energy leak to us. You know, constantly we're on social media and we're confronted by people, reports that aren't properly researched. And essentially you have this thin crust of rationality covering a molten core of crazy. But we get distracted. And do you know that Bill Gates is saying we should have a chip in our, under our skin so, so that he can control us? Don't go there. You've got other things to do. You've got to get an income. You've got to make a difference in the world as opposed to getting outraged and an energy leak because of Bill Gates. That's real fake news, not the stuff you're hearing about. Now we move on to controlled aggression. And what a wonderful example of controlled aggression. Alcia and the Springboks. And my first example is, do you keep up with change or do you accelerate into the future? Keep up or accelerate. Ada Hegerberg, know her? Hmm, probably not. She was the world's best, voted the world's best football player, female in 2018, but she didn't play in the World Cup. Why? Because she protected, protested against pay not being equal. Until you pay women the same as men, I am not playing. 
So when USA women's team got into the final, you can be forgiven for thinking the crowd was shouting USA. No, they were shouting. And so she should. And of course, here we go. Are you combative or do you magnify your strengths? Combative, you're surviving. Magnifying your strengths, you're thriving. Now, the Springboks did a great job winning the World Cup, but they did it with combativeness. And it was good enough in the, on the day. Eddie Jones still has nightmares about our scrum. He's even hired our forward coach, forwards coach. But note that combativeness has got the Springboks, and they're always the same. 63% win rate. The All Blacks, with magnifying their strengths, have got an 88% win rate. But we won the World Cup. That'll do. The final point on aggression is working hard versus outworking others. Do you work hard or do you outwork others? Do you have willpower? has willpower. He's famous for saying to other actors, you may be smarter than me, you may be sexier than me, but you will never outwork me. Just imagine we're in a competition. You on a treadmill, me on a treadmill. There's only two outcomes that are possible here. One, I'm going to win. Two, I'm going to die because I'm not getting off before you. Nobody can outwork you. Nobody. You can hide behind anything you like, but nobody can outwork you. Trevor Noah. The Daily Show, I think. It wasn't hard finding these people. South Africans got some wonderful examples. You could have your own of these things. And the first thing under confidence is Usain Bolt. And we're looking at surviving, arrogant, or thriving, integrity. Usain Bolt has integrity because he does what he says he's going to do. And you expect him to win, and he wins, even though it's only by inches. And if you saw that wonderful movie on any given Sunday, you'll understand how the inches make the difference. The difference between gold and nothing. No one. You don't remember anyone that didn't win. Who came fourth in the Tour de France last year? You don't know. Who came fourth in the 200 meters? You don't know. That's the bottom line. Integrity. The next component under confidence is, do you have a hero mindset? I'll sort it out. I'm the hero. I'll win. I'll make it right for you. I'll get rid of COVID. It's all good. It's magnificent. Or do you have a self-belief mindset? Now, 62 million voters believed, if you look at the cap, that he's a hero. He's going to make America white. I mean, great again. He's, he's, he's going to save them. He's going to save America from socialism. Not Che Guevara anymore. It's Che Joe Biden he's going to save them from. He's their lifeguard. 
And you know, when they started talking about a lifeguard, that was personal because I was a lifeguard forever. And I try to picture Trump as a lifeguard. And um, he, and I gave that analogy, that example to a bunch of coaches recently. And they said to me, well, yeah, I agree with you, Steve. It's hard to see him as a lifeguard. And the one coach piped up and said, but all I do know is that the girls on the beach mustn't stand too close. I have no idea what he meant. No idea. Ali had a self-belief mindset, not a hero mindset. I don't stop when I'm tired. I stop when I'm done. He claimed, I don't only want to be champion of America, but I want to be world champion, champion of Africa, champion of England, champion of Europe. But not just world champion. I want to be the best champion ever. So I kept on working until I did. Nobody cannot work you. Nobody. Elon Musk introduced us to calculated risks. Elon Musk is a classic example of someone who takes risks. And I don't think you'll recognize this man, or you may. He's something that he introduces us to cautious versus bold. Cautious, surviving. You don't get into much trouble. Bold, thriving. He said, when faced with an opportunity, grab it. Work out how to do it later. And if you wait until you're ready, you'll wait forever. So I want you to ask yourself, what opportunities are being presented to you with COVID-19? Instead of saying, well, that's it, we've got no customers. What are the opportunities? Don't wait forever. And Steve Jobs, the late Steve Jobs, wonderful man. Consistent or innovative? Are you consistent? Do you drive on time, produce the product, do the right thing? Or do you innovate? Do you improvise? Steve Jobs said, people don't know what they want until you show them. Don't constantly give them what they want. Show them what they need. Innovate. And on his deathbed, he said, you're going to regret far more the things you didn't do than the things you did. And I'm already regretting some of the things I didn't do. I'm actually regretting some of the things I did do too, but more the things I didn't. Here we move on to Henry Ford. And similar to, similar to Steve Jobs, satisfy once, don't just, oh sorry, satisfy, anticipate needs, get it right Steve. Satisfy, anticipate needs, don't just satisfy once. He claimed if I asked my customers what they wanted, they would have asked for a faster horse. We wouldn't have had a car. It's not just about asking your customers, it's about knowing, you're the expert, you're the person with a qualification. You must know what their needs are and then make sure they think they want it. Here we go with confidence and the wonderful Casta Semenya. And again, I'm saying to you, and a little bit of an ETA thing here, are you learned versus do you unlearn and relearn? Because if you learn it, you'll survive. But if you unlearn and relearn, you will thrive. Qualified and experienced versus unlearning and relearning. 
You see, at ETA, we've now launched a degree in sport management, and we're soon to launch a degree, degree in exercise. And I suggest to you, and by the way, your current qualification, you can come to us and we will use that as access to the degree study. And most of it will be online. So you won't have to, when you have a job again, mess with your job. But I can assure you, when you're looking for clients, the chances are they're going to say, I love the one with the degree. Freddie Mercury, my question to you, surviving, are you ahead in the race or are you ahead of the race? Now, most of us can be ahead in the race. We're in the front runners, but Freddie Mercury got ahead of the race because he eventually got to blue oceans where he was on his own. On his own. Are you on your own? He combined pop and opera. The management said, what are you on about? Well, he was on about thriving. The danger element is exactly what we need. It's great for me because it, it makes you work harder and you just feel, it makes you keep on your toes. Otherwise, it would be just too easy. Galileo! Galileo! I hazard to say, are you a Freddie Mercury? Can you get to blue oceans? Are you, is there no one to compete against because of the way you've positioned yourself? And the final component, commitment. Steve Biko's former girlfriend. And we start off with J.K. Rowling. She gave a talk to Harvard commencement, a commencement speech to Harvard Business School. And essentially the talk was, Stop blaming, particularly your parents, but stop blaming, bounce back, move on. Now I ask you, are you blaming COVID-19 for your current circumstances or can you flow around it, over it, under it, like a river? Just flow, stop blaming. And my final example is about me and it's about gritting and quitting. And as I said, I was a lifeguard forever. But my performance was becoming abysmal through injuries. I got my excuse. And I had to decide whether to continue trying to be some hero in a speedo running around the beach or quit. And the definition of gritting versus quitting is when the pain of gritting exceeds the pain of quitting. But you see, quitting isn't something negative. Quitting is transferring your passion to something else, to your bucket list. And I decided to transfer my passion to writing, to speaking. And in the final slide, I say to you, that book will come to Dion. It'll contain far more than the whatever time I've taken you, the half an hour or so, to speak to you. So I want to conclude, not by wishing you good luck. I want to conclude by wishing you develop your mental toughness, then you won't need luck, my wish of luck anyway. You'll create your own. Dion, thank you. Thanks so much, Steve. Really, really appreciate it. I think some absolute pearls of wisdom there. Um, I think at this point, what I'd like to do is just open up 
the um, the forum, the the chat forum, to any questions that people might have. So I'm going to just uh, talk for about a minute or two, and if you can send your questions through to Steve, what I'm going to do is I'm going to collate them and just one at a time just pose them to you, Steve. Um, Thank you. I, I think um, Steve, just from um, from my side, I just sort of made it made a few notes, and I think. Um, well, Are these the ones you said you're going to ask me beforehand? <laughs> no, they're going to be very, very organic. I, I this is just a few notes that I've made. Look, just just having listened to that, and, and um, it's it's very clear that from a from a inspiration perspective, you you are very widely read. I mean, we've we, you've got reference. I missed writing down the first book that you spoke about, but there's Black Swan, there's Blue Ocean Strategy, Trickle Treatment, Bad Science. Um, Steve, I want to ask you, how, how much of, of uh, a role does reading play in terms of you coming up with ideas and concepts? Um, I mean, do, do, you just, do you just pick up the sort of the most current strategic book and, and try and get some advice on that and follow it? Or is it a, a process that you work through in terms of, of coming up and collating your ideas? Thank you. That, it's a, plays a huge role. Now, recently, for some reason, I'm struggling to get enough reading in. I should read more, but I read obsessively. And every single book, I find a pearl or several pearls, which I then will transfer to my current knowledge base and interpret it based on my view of blue oceans, mental toughness. So the book that I have now is accumulation of all those pearls. And the book I wrote in 2008, when I first wrote one, is not even resembling what I write now. I've moved on. So it is, yes, books I read all the time. It is my most important information. And then I test it. I try it on my business. I try it on myself. And, and most of all, I try and be scientifically acceptable, verifiable. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And, and Steve, I suppose then, then sort of you, you've partly answered my question, my next question from that. And at this stage, what, are there any relevant books that you think immediately relevant in terms of reading at the moment that you can, or, or is it all these books that you, you think are, are worthwhile having a read at this stage? In the book I'm sending you, I reference all the books I've read okay. right up to the moment. So it's easier for you to then see which one addresses your current circumstance, but there's a, a healthy reading list there. I also write, like to read novels, and I'm currently writing a second novel. So it's only to keep myself sane, and it's harder to write a novel than a book on mental toughness because I've got to have a storyline. Amazing. And um, so I'm just looking at some of this, the questions, and I'm just trying to go through them now, Steve, because there's, there's loads of comments just saying, thank you very much. I feel like going to the gym right now. Uh, brilliant comparison and points to learn from and develop ourselves from. Um, today's presentation goes back to the school of thought that when the brain is working, your body will listen. What do you think about that, Steve? Yo. Yes. You know, I'm a very much a mind-body, I think if I got your question right there, yes. uh, interactive person. But the one, doesn't matter which one, will drive the other. You start exercising, it will help your brain. You think clearer, think better. You start reading more, 
you'd be a fool not to exercise. So the, the two drive each other. And mental health, and I've got a separate um, presentation on mental health, is a massive problem. And if you can just get in touch with what are the signs, what are the symptoms of mental health, how do you try and head it off at the past, as it were, if you're a sort of cowboy analogy. And so I've got several areas that mind-body, particularly the mental health thing, is, is important to me. Brilliant. Thank you. I think we'll come back to that, actually, just to dissect it a little bit more. But I've got a, I've got a question from, from Pete um, here, and he says, Steve, what were your biggest learnings when working with the Springbok rugby team a few years ago? Well, that's interesting, because when I first wor worked with them, I think it was humility, because Mone Duplessis invited me to, to do some work with the Springboks, and I remember going into the team room and, and kind of thinking I can tell him a thing or two. And when I was faced with those people, Bronsop, Pinar, Chester Williams, I was totally gobsmacked. And I remember starting this, the, the presentation by saying, um, do you have any questions? Which is silly of me. And they just looked at me. But eventually, someone piped up on the left of the, the room in a sort of Joburg accent and says, yeah, but I've got a question. Who the, f who the hell, who the hell died leaving you in charge? Boy, did I learn humility. So that's the first lesson. I learned more than they did. What was your response? What did you say? I left the room. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> my, but my comment now is rest in peace, James Small. Oh, sure. Brilliant. Yeah. All right. Just lots more great talk, Steve. Thank you so much. Inspiring. Thank you. Coming through. Um, then Marissa's got an interesting question here, Steve. She says, if you're at a crossroads in your business, how do you choose what to read? How do you choose? What to read. I think she's looking for some inspiration or direction. She's saying, if you're Blue at a crossroads. Strategy. Blue, Blue ocean, ocean strategy. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know, when you look at, the, they did a Chan Kim, the author, and we did it at ETA ages ago. Blue Ocean Strategies thing, and we need to do it again, um, workshop. And they did a workshop with the uh, Luzerne Bone China Company. They wanted more sales. They make bone china, cups, crockery, and stuff. So they spent days working out what they should eliminate, what they should reduce, what they should create, what they should magnify in their, in their, in their, in their business. Ultimately, they came up with one change. And that was get rid of the bones in bone china. What? No, get it out, especially the pig bones. So they called it new bone china. And now the Luzerne Bone China Company dominates every hotel in the world because they're halal. No one else is halal. Wow. So energy. Amazing. Amazing. I think I'm going to go and get that one and have a read myself. Steve, there's another question here from uh, Fatima, and I think it's with regards to ETA, and she just, uh, and she obviously picked up with what you were saying around the direction that ETA are going with your, with your degrees, and she says, will ETA offer a sports science degree in the future? If so, yes. how will it compare to the degrees from 
other reputed institutions? It will be, we'll have an accredited degree as they are. It'll be the latest research, innovative, but we like to claim our differentiating factor is you'll do more practical with us. We will make you sweat. You will learn the stuff organically as well as academically. Same level of degree. So right now, sport management's in place. Bachelor of Exercise is coming up in a year. It's been accredited. You've just got to get through the hoops and the government makes you jump through hoops. And yes, we'll have a more sports science. Yeah, it'll all be there. I have to keep ahead of the, of the trend. I have to go to Blue Oceans. I'm, I love certificates and diplomas. We'll keep doing it. We'll actually go down as well, but we're going to go up into degrees. The Bachelor of Exercise, yeah, will be, we'll roll it out in 2022, in fact. So I was, I was just going to say, Steve, it sounds like you're going to have a full spectrum, right, from the introductory certificate all the way up to, you know, higher degree qualifications as well. And we'll make sure that the, the, if the bulk of it is available online, you know, obviously you're going to have to do practical somewhere, but we don't want to be trapped in the past where you're sitting in a classroom listening to someone spread the, the joy and the knowledge and you just suck it up. No, no, no. We're going to make you read and reference and do and meet all the academic standards. Yeah, I mean, I, and, I, and I think from how you've presented and, and what you've referenced now, we can definitely see, see the sort of the approach, you know, the wide red approach. And that also just sort of leads us in the next comment, adaption and constant, constantly reinventing ourselves, especially as we get older is key. Thanks for the uplifting talk. So that's just a, a message oh. of thanks. Yeah, I'm seeing lots more messages coming through. So Steve, I, I mean, we've got 15 minutes. Are you happy for me to just carry on with the I'm, questions? I'm, I'm, I'm yours. Um, I'll have grandchildren back soon, so they'll be running in front of the screen. But as soon as you see grandchildren, you know my time is somewhat up. Amazing. So, uh, and it, it must be quite a, quite a special time, actually, in a way, for you to be spending some time, some such quality time with your grandchildren. It is. I'm learning a lot of lessons in terms of grandparenting. Like, you know, it's not my rules that count. And uh, I must adapt. Amazing. So the, just more sort of comments, I think, on some of your points that you made here, Steve. Most think that fitness professionals don't read much. How does reading influence your personal strategy? I think we have sort of covered that. Pretty um, much, it's big, it's huge, it's absolute. And the more you, the more you read, the more when your client speaks to you, you can reference something decent, rather than Facebook. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Steve, I've got a, a question here, and I can't remember which one it was, but it's from Wendy Smith, and she says, "Please explain the, sli the slide of the mountaineer." The mountaineer? Yes. Okay, so you've seen another. I, I, I didn't remember using one, but I do use a mountaineer slide. I'm trying to think when I had a mountaineer. Okay, but the mountaineer slide is basically in my, my talks, my, my, my live talks, that the majority of mountaineers who get killed on, die on a mountain, die on the way down because they've lost concentration, they've achieved their goal. So you've got to retain your concentration. You've got to retain your focus. Otherwise, you're going down. I'm just slipping through the slides. I Amazing. So, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I couldn't remember it either, to be honest. But I think that's a, that's that's a, good, that's, that's a good analogy and, and takeaway. And perhaps it was somewhere else. Um, Steve, so, so here's a, a couple of practical questions which are popping up. 
Um, and the first one here says, and, and maybe you can just give us your thoughts on it. What drives group exercise classes? Is it personal looks of the instructor? How they present the classes? What do you think is important in building up class numbers? So there's a few questions in there. I think it's technique. I think it's excitement. You know, you don't have to be wonderfully good looking, and I can attest to that, to, to be successful. But you've got to, got to be unique. People have got to see you as either incredibly knowledgeable or innovative in your class or your music. I think with group exercise, it helps to somewhat look the part, but we break the mold all the time, you know. So I, 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 I hide, and I'm not happy at the moment with the level of group exercise, even from my college. We must, must, must entertain. Those people have come for a show. You're competing against Netflix, Tiger, Good. something like that. Well said, Steve. I think, I think that's a, a really good analogy. Uh, we, 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 as Kerry would say, we, we're competing for that third space, you know, not yeah. home, not work, the third space you normally go yeah. to. And, and that ties into, into that very well. Uh, and, another and, and, yes? just to, and if you're like me, don't ever give group exercise classes because I fall over my feet. <laughs> so know your strengths is what you're trying to say. <laughs> Amazing. Um, then Lucas says, thank you very much for your motivation, Steve. As a personal training life coach, I find by building mental toughness, you can move mountains and find light through the current crisis. Thank you very much. So that's just a really a real thank you from him. Um, so, and I think we've also answered this, but I'll just confirm again. Will all the books that Dr. Harris mentioned in this presentation be added uh, to the email that will be sent to us from Virgin Active? It's in his book. The list is in his oh. book. And we're going to be sending the book out in PDF format. We're not going to be sharing all of the books, I'm afraid. We, we don't have a, a budget for that. Um, not that I'm aware of, Steve. So, but you will be referencing the books in your, in your book. Mm, yeah. Correct. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, and uh, Lucas says, yeah, I'd recommend a book called, and it's actually one that I'm very familiar with. It was back in the day when I was studying sports science, In Pursuit of Excellence by Terry Orlick. Uh, so yeah, you're familiar with it. Also, good uh, all psychology book. Loved it. I absolutely love it. I don't recall. That's the problem with becoming senile. You forget stuff. And uh, your name again. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, I, I remember the title. And there's been, it's just, I mean, it's endless. And that's where, that's where the, 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 the fund of knowledge sits in the books. It doesn't sit on Facebook, even though it's called book, Facebook. It, it's not a book. And, um, and it's often fake, but yeah. get yourself a decent book and get yourself a Kindle because like I do, there are so many words, you don't know what on earth that word is, but with the Kindle, you put your finger on it and it tells you. Amazing. And I, I think this is an unintended uh, direction that this, uh, this talk and, and set of questions and answers has gone is, is how we acquire knowledge. And obviously the book is coming up as, is a tried and tested manner and, and, and not fake news or stuff shared over social media, but actually sort of research, well put together, well published information or stories via, you know, a, a good old fashioned book. You can't bypass that, I suppose. Um, John, the, I'm t the, I did say it in the talk, but what I've cottoned on to is that we captured, we brought in by this veneer, this crust of rationality that some people use, but they're just masking 
a molten core of crazy. Don't go down yeah. there. Absolutely, absolutely. So from, from Johanna, our national swim coach, he says, um, what do you think the fitness norm will look like in the next few years, Steve? So I'm guessing the direction of fitness for you, that where, where do you see that going? I just see it incrementally improving. I see us getting back to a social environment where we can compete against. I think fitness is huge and will stay huge. We, we're physical creatures. And I think competitiveness will be maintained. Um, and hopefully competitiveness with humility. I tell the story of my grandson who said, you know, um, Steve, that's what he calls me. Um, I, and he's been, he had humility knocked into his head, I hope. He says, you know, the more I train, the slower the other boys get. <laughs> so I... He's the new Gary player, huh? Sounds like yeah, it. <laughs> it's going to be um, at this stage. And then just a couple of um, additional comments, Steve. I studied through ETA. Their work and content is amazing. So a big endorsement there from Merrill. Oh, thank you. Um, it's a moving and, feast too. I, you know, like probably you and me, if we look at ourselves and our knowledge and our capacity 10 years ago, I hope we're very different people now. ETA is very different now. Absolutely, absolutely. And Jordan says, cannot wait for the sports science degree. Look forward to it. What a great talk. Thank you very much. Thank Bridget, you. Bridget has asked, what is the process in order, just sticking with the ETA theme, um, Steve, sorry, what is the process in order to convert our certificates to degrees? And I don't know if there's a short answer for that. I don't uh, want to pick up so much time. Answer. It's get hold of your local campus, tell them what you got, and you either get RPL'd or credit uh, transfers. It depends on what you did, when you did it, but you're always accommodated. So, you know, you, yeah, it's always a way. And we and you don't have to be an ETA graduate. We, we, we love our position, we respect them, and I mean that sincerely. Um, and anyone with any qualification can come along and say, hey, I've got this, what can I do with it? Can I, can I scaffold? So that's the answer. Great to know, thanks very much, Steve. So again, just lots of thank you, Steve, appreciate your time. Really great webinar, Stephen John. Thank you, inspiring and uplifting from Anthea. I think I see a few ETA students here, actually. Um, Sharon Levine says, thank you, Steve, for continuing to inspire us over many, many years. Um, I don't know what she's talking about. I mean, spring chickens, aren't we all? Uh, thank you so much from Ingrid. Uh, I have to leave, leave to teach my gym yoga class via Zoom. So there's someone who's adapting. Uh, Britt saying, um, oh, I don't know following something if she's referring to you Dion thank you Dion okay great uh, oh the mountaineer <laughs> so apparently the mountaineer is me the mountaineer is Dion's oh, profile dude. pic oh my word uh, yes. he's great uh, my profile pic sorry that's the I was just doing a, a, a trail yeah. run so I say thanks Dion okay great great um, See, you screwed that up didn't we I did I did but I thought no, it was you. great I think it still was a great uh, analogy. Um, yeah. Okay. So, no, I'm not a mountaineer, guys. I was just doing a trail run. <laughs> you have to climb uh, some mountains. I have to climb some mountains. Lots, some, I'm really just trying to scroll down to, to get to, because there's obviously lots of people having lots of fun with that one. A bit of humor. So I'm, I'm glad I could make people smile. Um, Thank you. I agree. As group training instructors, you're effectively on a stage, and I miss it. Look forward, in, look forward to the book. Um, 
All right, here's a question from Megan. How can one differentiate arrogance from confidence? And how does one do this personally? Understanding the need that you do not know everything is hard for a lot of people to do. I think it's a very thin veneer, sadly, because it, it's in the eye of the beholder. So when the beholder looks at you and you, as a lovely word in Afrikaans, they will see you as arrogant. However, if you can back your boasts, it's just confidence. You've got to have the integrity to do what you say you can do, and then you're not arrogant. But if you can't do it, I'm afraid, you're arrogant. I've decided to join the party so you can see the mountaineer. So I'm, I'm ah, just in the screen there. <laughs> um, all right, here's a question from Justin Clark. And, and I think that uh, this is an interesting one and one that we can unpack a little bit. With a lot of personal trainers now offering online training, what differentiators are effective? Well, I again, uh, can you entertain online? You've got to, and I saw one of the, your uh, Claremont guys, Richard, online. He was amazing. He was light. He was fun. We could follow him easily. So you've got to make a difference. You, you've got to look the part, be the part, entertain. And I, I haven't got weights at home. So you've got to find ways of making me exercise in, in a space that's doable. That, so it's creativity. Again, um, become yeah. the move to blue oceans sit there what is blue oceans what must i stop doing what must i do less of what must i do more of what must i create at eta i had to create degrees absolutely Stephen. i think that you know i've been reflecting on that type of question a, a little bit because you know, obviously part of my role is to support um, people and, and help develop them as um as personal trainers and um and just my answer to that is and and i you know, you can shoot me down or agree with me. I don't know, but it's actually, it's not a world of difference way to what you would do. No, when I say normal, the old normal, yeah. um, in, in a business, you know, what differentiates you as a trainer out on the floor? It's the way that you approach things. It's your creativity. It's your charisma. It's your, you know, like you were saying during your, um, your presentation, how you, how you put yourself out there, how you work harder than everyone else. Those are all the things, and whether it's face-to-face -face or whether it's, uh, you know, in the digital world, same. Sim similar things, same thing. Similar, yeah. And we'll discover as well, Dion, as we go on. Like, I'll review this webinar and say, oh, my word, did you really say that? And Yeah, yeah. So, so learning and, and being open to the fact that you learn all the time, every experience. So just lots more saying thank you so much for this wonderful, wonderful presentation. Gave me some more encouragement. Kimo from Cape Town. Thank you very much. From a 2013 student, looking forward to the introduction of the degree. Viv Turks, thanks so much for a great webinar, Steve. Huge worlds of pearls of wisdom. Embracing our circumstances, applying change to be effective. Have to leave to teach a Preggy Pilates. I so said she has, has to leave to teach a Preggy Pilates class. And it's amazing that we've actually got so many people who have to skip off and, and go to their online um, clients. I mean, that, this, it's, just having, having a look through this and scrolling through, it's, it's incredible how adaptive we, we have been already and, and we can only, only build on this. Yeah, uh, and being online isn't blue oceans anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It is, it's the norm. No, it's a new norm. Yeah. Um, so, saying here, thanks, Steve, again. Really great session. 
lots and lots of thank yous. I'm just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling down all the way. All right, I think at the moment, that's pretty much what's, what we've covered in terms of questions. Come, uh, one's just popping up, got to leave to teach some slow yo or flow yoga, sorry, from Dina. So again, <laughs> slow yoga, flow yoga. Um, all good. It's Love all yoga. It's all developing. It's all developing. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, guys, I think we've got maybe one or two more minutes. If there are any additional um, questions, please post them up. Um, lots of people looking forward to the, to the book. Um, yeah, there's someone who says, oh, there was a question, sorry, and I, and I scrolled past it, but I, I, um, I did want to uh, pose you. Uh, or pose it to you, Steve, and, what, and it was from someone who was asking, and I can't find it right now, so I'm going to just try and ask it from, from memory, but, but basically it was around, it was around um, their, their son or daughter, or I think it was their son, uh, was quite a good football player. It seems like she's finished school and has picked up quite a serious injury, and they're trying to navigate through the possibility of supporting them through this injury and allowing this, this uh, son to follow their passion and pursue football, or should they be encouraging the education side and saying, okay, you, you had a go at this football side of things. Now it's time to focus on education. How would you deal with that, Steve? I would deal with it by my family know my repetitive nature here. I don't believe in living in an all world. I don't want my cake and not eat it. I want my cake and eat it. Your son must pursue his passion of sport and study. It's possible. Do both. You're only young once and your life is short. Do both. It's not all. I think that's sound, sound um, advice here, Steve. Um, one more question. I think I'm going to leave it at the last question. It's actually just closing out with one relevant to ETA. Um, and uh, Francis wants to know, what will the duration of study be when pursuing the degree course? It's a three-year, 240 credit, no, 360, sorry, credit program, of which you may or may not um, RPL or have credit transfers. So it's three years, whether you study it full-time or online, there's no, the amount of time spent in studying is the same. The benefit of online will be that you can continue your normal work. I mean, my studies, after my initial sortie into Stellenbosch University in the 60s, have all been part-time or online, and I continued working while doing it. So you'll take three years, and we'll get the credits out of you. We'll coach you. We'll help you. That'll be three years. Amazing. Great. Thanks so much, Steve. I'm going to leave it there. We're at four o'clock exactly. So we've had a, our, our quality hour. Uh, but from my side, Steve, thanks so much for agreeing to come on here and give us a presentation. I think some amazing pearls of wisdom. Um, I love how you structured it. Uh, all of that information uh, available as part of the book that we will be sharing out this evening once I've received it. I think testament is the literally hundreds of thank you comments uh, that people have received. And Clearly, we have a huge amount of ETA students, Steve, because um, there's a lot of people that have, uh, you know, um, alluded to the fact that they studied with ETA, and uh, and it shows you the impact that you've had on a lot of people that work within Virgin Active. So, so thank you for that comment. Yeah, absolutely. I tried to give this presentation a few days ago on my own 
with Vanessa watching my daughter, Vanessa, actress, and she ripped me apart. The you sucks wasn't COVID-19, it was me. You suck, Dad. And she rejigged the entire presentation. So a big thanks to Vanessa. Amazing. Thank you, Vanessa. Um, as I said, you know, from a PowerPoint pers perspective, I think uh, I'm going to chat to you and maybe we need to do a bit of a deal on some of our presentations <laughs> going forward. So, so watch this space and watch out for an email from myself. But uh, in closing, uh, Steve, a uh, huge appreciation from Virgin Active uh, for the role that you've played in presenting to us today. Um, and at some stage, it would be lovely to catch up again and maybe we can talk about a different topic. Um, but we look forward to getting the book, sending it out to the guys, sharing it. And thank you for everything that you have done for the industry to date. We, we really do appreciate it and we feel the impact that it's had on us. So I'm going to leave you with, with those words. And thanks, everyone, for watching and, and tuning in. Thank just, you. A just a reminder, we've got uh, two more webinars this week. Tomorrow, we're speaking to Jenna Chalanor, who's going to be with us from uh, KZN. She's an endurance and marathon runner for a South African marathon runner. Um, sure. We're going to chat to her about the training that she's done or not done during lockdown, some of the challenges she's had to face, um, and her thoughts on where sport and competition are going to be going into the future. So it's going to be really interesting. Uh, and then on, on Thursday, we've got a really interesting talk, uh, and, it's, and it's around adjusting your train of thought from a, from a, um, a wellness perspective. And, and being more deliberate in, in how you apply uh, certain coping mechanisms to anxiety and stress. And that's by um, a lady by the name of Mel Melanie Godfrey. And she's going to be, she, she's a psychologist here in Cape Town. And she's going to be giving up her time to, um, to just give us some really practical guidance and advice around that specific topic. So really looking forward to those. And I'll be sharing throughout the course of this week, we've got some um, amazing speakers like Steve and like the ones that we've had over the last couple of weeks in the pipelines um, for the rest of this week and obviously for next week as well. But I will share that a little bit later in the week. Uh, but looking forward to hosting you really soon again. And until then, goodbye. Look after yourself. Stay safe. And remember, hashtag guys, we've got this. Cheers, Steve. Thanks a lot. Yes, thank you.